The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. My mission is to share with you everything I've learned from my 25 years in business. From idea inception to big business marketing strategies. And my goal is to share with you social media money-making strategies to help you transform your idea into passive income, even when you have limited time and a tight budget. Oh, you're going to love this one? Trust me. Someday... If you haven't already, you're going to launch a podcast. You just are. And I want you to do it sooner than later. And you'll stumble across blogs that tell you how to do it and YouTube videos. And there's some really incredible courses out there as well. And there are experts who will actually even tutor you, mentor you, and guide you through the process, coach you as you launch your own podcast. And as you learn these things, you're going to learn a lot of the basics, right? to build that proper foundation to launch a really successful podcast. But that's not what you'll get in today's episode. Today's episode is an episode you're going to need to save if you don't yet have your own podcast. Today's podcast could really be considered ninja tricks for podcasters who want the ultimate advantage. It is amazing. And I'm just so excited because I've been doing this a while now, I think since 2014. I love watching the algorithms and looking at what the top podcasters are doing and learning how to be a better interviewer, paying attention to what it is the customer wants and what does iTunes want and how is this impacting social media? How is it building my business? Like all of this is very fascinating to me, but I want to make the most of this opportunity. So when I asked my guests to join me, I made it very clear that I didn't want the standard answers. I didn't want all the things that you could find if you spend enough time on Google. I wanted the inside scoop, the ninja tricks, the stuff that no one else is going to tell you. Despite how much I feel like I'm invested in learning how to make the most of this opportunity, like how to reach more people and how to rank, because when you rank, it helps you reach more people. And when you reach more people, that builds your business. Like it all ties together. So I'm fascinated with this stuff. Nonetheless, there's so many things I'm like, does anyone know the answer to this? I've talked to people at Apple. I've talked to people who've been podcasting for years. I talked to people who are ranked at the top. You name it. And there were still so many questions I couldn't get answered. So I scheduled Paul Culligan, who happens to be one of the pioneers in podcasting. He's the creator of the Podcast Partnership. He's helped countless individuals launch their own podcasts. A lot of names you're familiar with. Past projects have also included projects he's done for Microsoft. StoryBrand, the U.S. state government, Rubicon International, Pearson's Education, and more. And for many years, Paul was the authority on podcasting. I mean, long before the rest of us showed up here. So when I invited him to be a guest on Build Your Tribe, he sent along, you know, some tips that he wanted to go over for the podcast. And I said to my team, I go, listen, tell Paul, I'm really happy to have him on the show, but I want the insider scoop. I want the stuff that nobody else knows about. The stuff that's going to make not just a little bit of a difference, but a freaking huge difference and blow people's minds. He delivered. Get ready to have your mind blown. And even if you haven't yet launched a podcast, someday I know you will because everybody's going to. And when you do, you want to make sure you are in the know because these tips and tricks, I mean, they're on a ninja level. Without further ado, Paul Culligan. Paul, thanks so much for joining me here today on Build Your Tribe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's an honor to have someone who really, I mean, you know this industry, you know this business, you know this craft, this art. It's so fun. And it seems like everybody today is launching their own podcast. You have to be sitting back and going, I was wondering when you were all going to show up. You want a fun piece of trivia? Yeah. My first podcast book, The Business Podcasting Bible, came out two years before the iPhone. What? Yep. (laughs) Really? 
And it was a bad contract and it's still for sale. And about every week I get an email from somebody who says, I love the book. I love the vision. I think you're dead on about podcasting, but how come you didn't mention the iPhone? You know, and I always want to say, how come you didn't read the first page of the book with that copyright date on it? So yeah, I've been doing this for a while and um, I've been a fan of it for a while and let's talk. Yes. Exciting. So today I really want to create this, our time together to serve that person who's already sufficiently convinced that they need a podcast, which hopefully is everyone or almost everyone. And it might be by the end of the show. Perfect. And I want to give them the things that they can't find if they're just like Googling how to succeed. Like I asked my team to schedule this time for us together because I know you know some of the ins and outs and the things that maybe aren't being reported on because you've been doing this for so long. You've watched the trends. You watched people come in and out of it, the people who've launched and then failed or just it died on the vine. And I want the audience to really understand like how to take advantage of your wisdom. So thank you so much for being so generous with this information. If we can kick it off right away, I want to ask the most obvious question that everyone asks when they launch a podcast, and that is, how do I reach people? When you reach people, you got to figure out what kind of people you are reaching. And this is really important because some people are reaching their own existing tribe in a new and better way. You know, I can listen to Shaleen whenever I want to which makes it incredibly easy because some of the other gurus in my life, I have to be in front of a computer Mm. or I have to be reading the email newsletter or I have to be doing something specific. I can listen to you whenever I want, wherever I want, however I want on whatever device I want. So the first thing, there's your existing tribe. But I think when people say reach, and by the way, serving your existing tribe is always the best moneymaker, is always the best way to be better, do better. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what everybody's thinking subconsciously. How do we get people you know, outside of my tribe? Right, new people. Ease of use is always incredibly important. You know, If I called the dentist and I said, hey, I need my teeth cleaned, and the dentist said, you can come next Thursday at 1042 a.m., mm-hmm. I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. If I call the dentist, I say, hey, I need my teeth cleaned. And the dentist says, yeah, drop in whenever you want. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> it's an entirely different game. Right. And that's the way it is with podcasting. So the first thing you have to do, the message is not, oh, I have a podcast, dun, dun, dun. The message is you can catch me anytime, any place, anywhere on any device. Mm. Change the game entirely. And so then what do you do with that? How do you do that? Well, that becomes part of your messaging. Now, a lot of people are on the iPhone the iOS world, you know, thank you, Steve Jobs, for all of you've done. That's about 80% of our audience. Mm-hmm. Well, if they search, and we're going to get to SEO a little bit later, I bet. But if they search and they find out about your topic and there's a title that's related to the topic, and this is key because a lot of us, we optimize for ourselves. Mm. Well, I want to make sure that anybody who's looking for Paul Colligan on iTunes can find Paul Colligan on iTunes. Well, the only person who's really looking for Paul Colligan on iTunes is mom. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else is looking for podcast help and podcast assistance. And if we design our strategies so the people who are looking for the information that we have can find it quickly and easily, we're at a fantastic place. So is it perhaps then your suggestion that we first start by thinking about how our title is yes. best able to attract people who are looking for that content? Yes. And it's really not that complicated if you think about it. I have a That business podcasting Bible isn't the only book. I have my book, How to Podcast. Mm -hmm. You know why I came up with this really creative title? Because (laughs) this is the term that people look for. People want to know how to podcast. They go to Google. They type in how to podcast. They go to Amazon. They type in how to podcast. Nobody goes, what does Paul do? Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, as cool as I think I am, nobody cares about me. They want to know how to podcast. And if we build titles about what they care about, that changes the game entirely. A lot of us like to get creative. You know, we have shows called the Culligan experience, you know, or, or life with Paul or you know, nobody's searching for these things. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. searching for how to podcast. They're searching for information. And when you title your show that way, when you title your episodes that way, when you do your SEO that way, then people who are looking for that information are going to find you. People every day walk into bookstores looking for a topic. People every day go to iTunes looking for a topic. There are some words, there are some terms that are multi, multi, multi million dollar terms right now mm-hmm. that don't currently have a podcast episode associated with them. Wow. The first thought racing through my mind right now is I need to go through my Libsyn and perhaps rename episodes. Can we do yeah. that and not affect our, I don't know, 
ratings or rankings or anything Great else? Great question. And this is strategy number one, and everybody should write this down. Your podcast in iTunes, and when I say iTunes everywhere else, but iTunes is the 800-pound gorilla, okay? Mm-hmm. Your podcast in iTunes is just a number. As cool as you think you are, your podcast in iTunes is just a number, which means that you can change the title, you can change the description, you can change the artwork, you can change the categories, you can change whatever you want, you'll lose nobody in the process. So yes, if there's a title that doesn't accurately serve your audience, for goodness sakes, change the title to accurately serve your audience. And the cool thing is, is because it's a number, somebody who's already downloaded that episode won't download it again. So you're not going to cause any massive craziness. Mm. You're just going to serve your audience, which is the key to all this. So yes, definitely go and rechange your titles to things that matter. Well, this is out of order, but I'm just going to ask it because it popped into my head. What happens if I've created older content and I wanted to say, change out the ad that's in the beginning, or there's a middle section that I need to delete it because now that's outdated. If I were to do that, right, and edit the podcast and then re-upload it, that's a new file. How does that work? Well, let's talk about two ways to do it. Let's talk about the hardcore nerd way, and then let's talk about (laughs) using some tech to our advantage. Okay. okay? Hardcore nerd first. (laughs) Hardcore nerd first. You've got an episode. You made a reference to something that needed to go away. So you delete that episode. Now, you mentioned Libsyn. Libsyn has an option where you can say, replace this file. Oh. And if you replace the file, remember that whole thing, your podcast is just a number. So if you replace the file for episode 12, everybody who's downloaded episode 12 won't download it again. And everybody who downloads episode 12 from this day on will download the new file. Wow. Will it count? Look, if I look at my total number of downloads for that episode, will it, will I see two different numbers? No, you'll see one. Wow. This is great. It's very cool. Now, let's talk a little bit. One of the problems that I see a lot of podcasters do, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves. We as podcasters sometimes tend to get so excited about the tech, we forget about the reality. Mm -hmm. MP3s are really neat because they're thin and they're small. The problem is if I edit an MP3 that was made thin and small for a podcast, I edit it again. It's a copy of a copy. And you start to get that tinny, you start to get that Cylon sound, you start to get that, ooh, this kind of scratches in the back of my head kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Always keep your master project files. Okay. Don't go into iTunes, download episode 12, edit episode 12, reload episode 12. Go into your master file, reload that, produce a new MP3. And if for some reason I didn't keep that? How mistake, but Mm -hmm. from this day forward, raise your right hand and promise to always keep your master files. Excellent. Yes. Do you use Dropbox? Of course. Yeah. And Dropbox on the, whatever the ultra, ultra pro version is, Mm -hmm. you got unlimited backups. Yes. Yeah. Unlimited. It's amazing. Unlimited backups. And what I love about it is even once you've deleted something, it's still there indefinitely. I used that this week. I used that this week. Gosh. There was a client who came back who said, hey, Paul, remember you, when you said download all the things? I didn't. It was oh. okay. It was less than a year ago. So I went in, reclicked, made it all possible and gave it back to him. You know, took me 30 seconds, was able to serve. But yes, you definitely want to do that. Let's talk elegant because this is what's yes, really cool. Yes, please. Libsyn has a service called Libsyn Pro. Okay. A lot of people don't know about this. I don't know about this. But it's, oh, Shaleen, you are going to probably change your strategy. Ooh. You can dynamically insert things anywhere to into an episode with this service. What the what? Let me give you a very solid example. My client, Joe Polish, you know, Joe, uh-huh. Joe has 350 back episodes of I Love Marketing. Mm-hmm. Some of them are four, five, six years old. Joe does his annual event every year. Joe recorded an ad. For the 2018 annual event, and I'm now dating this episode, but Mm -hmm. Joe recorded an ad for the 2018 annual event. We clicked one button and instantly all 350 plus episodes of ILM had that ad at the beginning. All 150 episodes of 10X Talk had that ad at the beginning. All 80 episodes of Genius Network had that ad at the beginning. Dynamically done. And over the course of the week, we had about 35,000 people hear the ad, including the ones who went to a four and a half year old episode with Frank Kern. So I'm speechless. <laughs> How is this possible? Do you only have the option of placing that piece of content at the beginning or can you place it anywhere? You can place it anywhere you want. And 
I know you're probably going to change everything from this day forth. You can start doing things like this episode of The Shaleen Show is brought to you by, pause, write down what minute that was, and you can do it dynamically or you can do it from the beginning. In Joe's particular case, because he never thought of this way back in the day, Uh the ad was, hey, this is Joe, and before you listen to this episode, I wanted to let you know about X. Mm -hmm. And you just got to think about it. Just do it intelligently. Wow. You're intelligent. I know you can do this. But I like these ideas. So I can do it on an individual episode, or I can select a function that allows me to place the same audio file at the beginning of every episode. Yes. And at the end of every episode, too, or that function. How does it know when the end of the episode is? It knows how long the episode is. If you give it a three-minute and 52-second episode, then it goes at minute 353. It does it all in the background. I just mean, one of my rules. for example, sometimes there's episodes where I will finish the episode, I've said goodbye, I do the whole, like, you know, thanks so much for listening, don't forget to leave me a review, blah, 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 talk to you next week, I love you, music, music, music. So that's all part of the file. So then would that edited piece show up at the end of the music? Yeah. Okay, got it. Or at a specific time. You can go into every episode and you can create slots. Crazy. We can just stop right here, Paul, if you want, because that was worth the listen for everyone. Good night. Now, it's more expensive. Uh huh. Um, Any idea what it runs? Well, it's a certain amount per month, 100 to 200, based on how many shows you have. Mm -hmm. But what's important is it's based on how much bandwidth you use. Um, Unlike Libsyn Regular, which is a limited bandwidth, because basically these MP3s are made dynamically on the server. Mm-hmm. It charges you per gigabit, which makes it very, very important for you to design your shows so that they are as thin as possible while still sounding good. What does that mean, as thin as possible? Well, it's really funny. A lot of people will make, you know, a 256K stereo podcast of one person talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I can make that a 96K mono podcast of one person talking, and it will sound exactly the same, yet it will be one fourth of the size. Mm, and see. if you're paying for gig, you know, if I could reduce your bandwidth bill down to 25%, you've won. Yeah. So, And this is all back to what I said earlier about a really good project file. If you have a really good project file, you can make a really thin podcast episode. Hmm. This is great. This is incredibly useful. So you mentioned in the beginning that it's not even just about reaching more people, but making certain that we're reaching the right people. Yes. How do we do that? I mean, I'm trying to get the word out. I'm using my own social media platforms. If I have an email list, I'm using that. How do I reach those people who, as you say, aren't already in my tribe, but they're the right people, the people I want to target? Well, the easiest thing to do is, of course, know what your tribe looks for and be where your tribe is. You know, if your Mm -hmm. tribe is looking for underwater basket weaving, you should have a show about underwater (laughs) basket weaving. You should have several episodes about underwater basket weaving. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's easy. Then the second thing you do is you find other underwater basket weaving podcasts. Okay. And don't send them a form letter, but send them a note that says, hey, I've listened to your, you know, wonderful world of underwater basket weaving. And in episode 67, when you talked about this, I actually have a lot of experience in that. And I would love to share that with your tribe. Mm. And as a matter of fact, we've got a little tutorial about, you know, underwater basket weaving in sea salt south of the equator. And I think that would be really important for your tribe. So what I'd love to do is I'd love to customize this giveaway for your audience. Let's go on your show. Let's do the giveaway. Mm -hmm. You know, you love your audience. I mean, you're giving your audience me because you believe that I would be good for your audience. Mm -hmm. And if someone approached you and said, I'm good for your audience and proved that they were good for your audience and proved that they weren't just doing a form, you're going to let them on. Well, let's talk about that for a moment, Paul, because I know you get these emails too, as do I. And if we're going to be completely frank, there's some ego involved. And when somebody, I know they're reaching out to me and they give me a correspondence that's very close to what you've just recommended, where they'll mention all of the ways that they would, quote unquote, love to serve my audience and that it would be such a win for my audience. And I always think to myself, listen, I know I'm a podcaster too. It's not just a win for my audience. It's a win for you. So A, be honest about that. And B, I wish I didn't feel like this was all about what my show can do for you. I wish you had mentioned something specific about one of my episodes or, you know, just to know that that person is actually connected. Because let's face it, we want to do things. We want to see people succeed who we feel like they know us and they like us. So I think that minor distinction that you made in that correspondence by referencing 
yep. something specific in a yep. podcaster's episodes or something that, you know, you have to listen to not too many episodes to kind of know what a podcaster stands for. And I think it's just really obvious. I can tell you from personal experience, I don't know, Paul, if you would agree, but it's really obvious to me when I'm pretty much getting a standard blast from someone who wants to be on my show and they've sent it to everybody else. Oh, it's painfully obvious. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> But what's amazing is the flip side of it is such a simple thing to do. Yeah. I got an email from one of my heroes in this space who literally ended up, hey, Paul, I just listened to episode 98. Keep doing what you're doing. And like that filled my heart with so much joy and so much excitement. Yeah. You know, and this is a dear friend and we've known each other for a decade. But the fact of the matter is the second you validate, not Shalene's got big numbers, but that Shalene is talking about exactly what is key and important to me. Yeah. That changes the game entirely. And I'll tell you, someone who understands what I'm doing will have a lot more chance of me on my show than someone who understands my numbers. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's a good tweet right there. I should write that down. You should write that. I'll write it down. I'm going to steal it first. But it's so true. And, you know, it is an honor to be on anyone's podcast. And yes, hopefully that podcaster is serving their audience. But it's worth the small investment of time that it takes to just do a little bit of research, listen, like become their fan. Yeah. Right? That's great advice. Let me ask you this when it comes to increasing my visibility by climbing through the ranks, let's say, uh -huh. whether it's, it's on iTunes or some other podcasting app. Does quality matter more or quantity? Okay, we're about to enter into the world. And this world has two sides. And you got to pick what side you want to be on and then we'll go from there. Charting. Do you want the world of people who sell podcast courses or do you want the truth? I would like the truth. Okay, just checking. Usually, you know, <laughs> and obviously that's what we call in a setup, okay? <laughs> if you read the average article, the average YouTube video, the average course, they're going to talk about new and noteworthy. Mm -hmm. Okay, truth about new and noteworthy. Two pieces of truth. Number one, it's broken. Mm -hmm. um, new and noteworthy doesn't matter right now. I had a client in the uh, personal health space who I launched about 18 months ago. He wanted to know when you get new and noteworthy. And I said, well, let's figure out when new and noteworthy changes. So about 17 months ago, I made a screenshot of who was new and noteworthy in the personal health category. And about every week I checked, well, 17 months later, it hasn't changed a bit. Um, there are shows in new and noteworthy that have come and gone and have died. And the fact of the matter is one guy actually got into new and noteworthy at episode 178. I don't know what's new about yes. episode 178. Yeah. So first of all, I've seen broke. that too. Okay. It's broken. Secondly, and this is really important, it doesn't matter. I got a show. I produced a show specifically for testing new and noteworthy. And the show got in the tech area, which is one of the most popular areas of iTunes. And it was new and noteworthy right next to Micron Computers, which is a, a big brand. The nerds love Micron. And as a result, I didn't tell any of my audience. I didn't tell anybody. I just produced this show purely again to new and noteworthy to see what would happen from the downloads. I got three. Hmm. Not 300, not wow. 3,000. I got three. So new noteworthy is broken. So it's a bad idea right mm -hmm. now. Okay. Now we're recording this. Who knows? Maybe Apple fixes it tomorrow. Sure. Now let's talk about the charts. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are the rankings in the charts. I've been doing this for over a decade. I've been doing this before the iPhone. <laughs> this has never changed, Shalene. This has never changed. Your ranking in the charts is built on how many people click subscribe in the last 24 hours. That's it. Just subscribes. It's not, reviews, it's not downloads. It subscribes. And it subscribes in 24 hours. Hmm. And I've had people debate this with me, but I've got the proof. I've got the numbers. And mm. I really stumbled into, I had one client who uh, took 48 hours to do her launch instead of 24. And what was interesting, on the second day, she actually got more clicks than she got on the first day of her launch. And the number didn't go anywhere. Wow. So it is the last 24 hours, how many people clicked subscribe? You know, I yep. want to believe this because you are yep. the authority. I just have heard from so many people that it's the number of downloads. It's of, not. Of course, combined with these other things, but that it's that not. is one. Oh, wow. It's not. So why do you think then it is so many top podcasters have 
changed their algorithm to produce more content. So instead of doing one a week, they're now doing five a week or 10 a week. <laughs> well, in some cases, they're misinformed. You know, in some cases, nobody's doing A, B, you know, mm -hmm. and in some cases, they just have more content to give. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people you like, if they offer a new show every week, you might just take it. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not a ranking issue. That's the truth. And I got the numbers. I got the case studies. I got everything. And I've taken more people to number one, you know, than anybody else. And it's worked the same way every time. And it's based on that simple number. And it's funny because people are like, mm -hmm. well, why do you give away your secret? Well, because, you know, most people don't believe me. Mm -hmm. You know, but you ask for info that you're not getting anywhere else. And I guarantee you this mm -hmm. is not getting anything else. Well, it would now, explain why when I first launched the Shaleen show, uh -huh. I was overall all categories podcast. I was in the top 10 for the first week. You yep. know, that slowly declines, even though you're getting more downloads. So I guess. Exactly. I would. So how else, aside from when you first launch a show, if this is in fact the case, how else do you suggest that people get more subscribers? even with our existing audience? Because I often hear from people say, I don't subscribe to your show because I don't want them to automatically download to my phone. Exactly. Well, marketing 101, you know, let's just simply take the objections. I don't listen because I don't want to automatically download. Okay, well, how can we deal with that? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that iTunes will only download four. And if your show's nice and thin, it's not going to matter. Mm -hmm. So let them know. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you got to give them a reason. See, here's one of the big problems is people will say they'll send out an email to their website that has that big, gorgeous Pat Flynn podcast player on it. Mm -hmm. and it. And it's a gorgeous player. And Pat's done a tremendous job. And Pat's a dear friend. But if I send somebody to my website to click play, they're not going to click subscribe. Right. And you got to tell them how to subscribe. You got to tell them why to subscribe. And you can do anything from if your tribe truly loves you, hey, help me stay up in the charts, click mm -hmm. the subscribe button, to give them things that are only in the feed. You only can't in get the this feed. What does that mean? Don't put it on your website. Oh, I see. Special episode. Mm -hmm. You know, let everybody know that the only way you're going to get this is if you're subscribed. I had a client, we beat Oprah with that method. But to play devil's advocate, there are shows that I don't subscribe to. I just search for them <laughs> every yeah. time. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they've done recently. Exactly. So I could still find it on iTunes, right? even if I've not subscribed. Well, remember, iTunes, you've seen this. It's about a four-hour delay between when you publish and when iTunes picks it up. Mm -hmm. So here's your email list. Special interview with X. Mm -hmm. You know, on Tuesday at noon, I'm going to release this episode with X, and it's only going to be in the feed for four hours. Mm, when iTunes it. picks it up, it's gone. Love it. That's a great time. And so what I need you to do is I need you to subscribe. And check between, you know, noon and 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Oh, that's great. I love that strategy. And you want a secondary strategy? If you yes. really want to have fun with this, don't tell anybody. We're not recording this, are we? No. Okay, good. It's just me and you, Paul. Libsyn has a thing called destinations where you can send different things to different podcast channels. Okay. You want to know how to get your overcast numbers up? Yeah. I'm sorry, not overcast. I'm um, Spotify. Sure. Send a special episode only to Spotify. Huh. You want so to know how to get don't, your don't, don't publish it elsewhere, only yeah. publish it to Spotify? Yeah. I see, then everyone has to go over there, but I have to tell my list that I've done that. Yeah. Okay. So via email or social. Exactly. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. I like that. You don't read this stuff elsewhere, do you? No. But, you know, gosh, I know there's so many. Don't leave me. Spotify. How do we get our stuff on Spotify? And why is it that I hear Spotify and I've experienced that Spotify? except some shows and then others they don't. Well, Spotify recently has gotten a lot more serious about podcasting. So if you tried even a couple of months ago, you might want to try sooner. Okay. Recently, whatever the right term, try again. That's mm -hmm. the right term we're looking mm -hmm. for here. Spotify is taking it very seriously now and they're ready to bring in folk. The easiest way to do it, we've chatted about Libsyn. Uh, Libsyn has a thing called destinations mm -hmm. and basically the destinations are different ways to send your podcast to different places. It's really brilliant. Nobody else is doing it. This is why I love these guys so much. And you can go in there, you can set up Spotify as a destination, and then they walk you through the whole process. I've yet to have a client not accepted. Now, I deal with larger names, I deal with larger numbers, but Spotify is very real. I recently launched a client. Um, he did really well. And three days after his launch, Spotify reached out to him and said, hey, will you please come to us? How so? And what does so that mean? 
they literally emailed and said, would you please submit to us? We'd like to carry your show. Oh, I see. I'd never heard of that before, but I'm like, if Spotify calls and says, we'd like to feature your show, the answer is yes. I see. So his podcast wasn't already on exactly. Spotify. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, That's we, were awesome. doing a, we were doing an iTunes run. We were really focusing on iTunes at the time. I said, we'll hit Spotify next month. But when somebody that big calls and says, I want to get on, let them. Other than Spotify, iTunes, what are the other big apps that we need to make sure our content is there? I am a big fan of the smart speakers, the Amazon Alexa, the Google Home. Mm. Microsoft has one that I think maybe three people own, so I don't know if that <laughs> one's that important. Sorry. But it, it, it's true. It took podcasting 14 years to enter the mainstream. Mm. Okay. You know how long it took smart speakers? No. One year. Wow. One year. Smart speakers are the fastest growing consumer electronic segment in the history of consumer electronics. Yeah. Okay. And you know why? Because Amazon's spending a gazillion dollars on marketing it and Google's spending a gazillion dollars marketing on it. My mom to this day, Shalene, still doesn't think she can listen to my show because she doesn't have an Apple. Oh, yeah. Yet, hey, Paul, that thing I saw on TV where I can talk to Alexa, can I get one of those? You know, they've done a brilliant job marketing it and you want to be on it. So make sure you're on, you know, I had a client who said, we, we do audits for bigger names where we come in and we help clean some things up. And all we did was move their show onto Google, move their show onto Spotify. And we pretty much doubled their downloads. I think you need to do that for me then. <laughs> well, we can talk afterwards. So do, uh, does this mean that we have... Shows, you're a machine. Well, so. I don't know. You, there's always, I just, I love being audited. I love being critiqued. I love finding ways I can do things more efficiently. So that sounds like a great service. When it, you're... Talking about being discovered on these apps so that your mom is listening at home and she can say, hey, Alexa, play me the Shalene show from Friday. How is it that we're submitting our content? Is that simply to Google Play? And how do we do that with Alexa? Let's talk about the two. Okay. Um, Alexa has what are called skills. <laughs> Alexa <laughs> has a skill. You have two options. Option number one is find a nerd to write you a skill. Okay. okay. Not that bad. I, I found when I got a skill written for like 70 bucks. Okay. So wait, we really need to break this down. Cause if I don't understand what that means, I know my listeners don't find a nerd to write you a skill. <laughs> yes. And in um, layman's terms, that means find a programmer who can do it for you. Okay. And so let's just say I go to Upwork or Fiverr and there are people who know how to do this. It's specifically, it's an Alexa command. Yep. Is that what it is? Yep. It literally, there's an app, you know, at iTunes has the app store. Mm -hmm. Alexa has the skill store. Okay. But by the way, let's skip this. Let's go to the second option because it's a lot better. Okay. Okay. Email Rob at Libsyn.com. Okay. And say you'd like the Alexa skill. <laughs> okay. Is this just for me or is this for my listeners too? Am I going to have to delete this part out? No, uh, this, this is for your listeners. They're slowly doing it. They want to make sure they do it. Rob without... is going to kill you. No, no, I, I got permission. No, I asked Rob specifically permission. And okay. they're going to roll it out soon. And by the time this gets, you know, it, it might happen. But yeah, so I, I gave him a spreadsheet to all of our clients and they're going to roll out. And I'm just going to call my clients and go, hey, you got a skill now. And Beautiful. it's really good. It's a very well done skill. They did some really, really smart things with it. Awesome. That's exciting. And what about Google? Google Home. How do we make sure Here's that our content's part. there? If you are on Google Play, you are on Google Home. Oh, Okay. We don't even have to have a skill written for us. Nope. That's exciting. And I have to agree with you, Paul. I really think from what I've been watching in terms of marketing trends and listening to other experts, especially even with SEO, I think we're going to see more things turning to Alexa and Google Home and that people are going to start searching that way. How we rank in terms of using these technologies is that's going to play out. Oh, and, and that's important. Don't mm -hmm. discount that because this is hugely important. I have a friend who has a podcast called Do By Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool name, kind of fun. Here's the problem. When you're telling your smart speaker to listen to Do By Friday, your smart speaker doesn't know if it's mm -hmm. a command for the task list <laughs> or yeah. if it's a podcast. Totally. So designing the name of your show for audio Interesting. is actually very important. I did a whole session on that at last year's podcast movement. 
And you just basically got to be independent. You got to think, could this mean anything else? Could somebody have a show similar to what I'm doing? Mm. But yeah, it's a whole process. And that thing we chatted about earlier where changing the name of your show, I had several people who walked out of that and said, I'm changing the name of my show mm-hmm. based on what you just said. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you definitely want to have a show that makes sense for smart speakers. Wow, that's brilliant. While we're talking about titles, um, how do you suggest we consider search engine optimization and the impact of it when we're creating the titles for our shows? That that is a loaded question on a lot of levels, but let's take the high level stuff and then we can get as granular as you want. Okay. Step number one, topic, not talent. Okay. Okay. The thing, your show is the topic. Okay. And what is your audience? I'm so glad you said that. So glad you said, well, because I see a lot of shows And then I struggle with this decision myself. Do I put the expert's name at the front of my title, which, you know, that real estate is so valuable, you don't get to see the entire title. But I see so many other top podcasters putting the the expert's name first and then, you know, whatever, some kind of a symbol and then the topic of the show. And I know myself personally, I don't know a lot of the experts on the thing that I'm not yet an expert on. So I think, okay, I'm searching for the subject. Yeah. But I also feel like, Lately, and I want you to be brutally honest with me, lately my shows, I feel like I've been titling so many of them like how to, how to, how to. I'm like, should I be moving away from this? Well, people are searching for how to. Are they? Okay, that's reassuring. Yeah. Okay, good. So do we put the expert's name somewhere in our title? At the end. Okay. And while we're talking title, what about episode numbers? Oh boy, this is a huge issue. Let me give you some, we'll get a little bit nerdy here. And it's changed recently, hasn't it? Well, it's changed. Unfortunately, there's two issues that we have to deal with. Okay. So episode numbers. It is possible to give your episode an episode number Mm -hmm. inside of the RSS feed. And the RSS feed is the thing that your podcasting platform makes for you. It's the directions, if you will. Is that a good explanation? Yes. No, that's perfect. Okay. So it is possible to give your episode an episode number. It's also possible to give your episode a season number. So you can have season three, episode one, season five, episode four. Hmm. Okay. Now, unfortunately, Alexa does not recognize seasons yet. Hmm. Okay. So season one, episode one, season two, episode one, season three, episode one are all going to be the same thing in Alexa. Hmm. I see. So the strategy is if season one is episodes one through 10, season two starts in episode 11. I got it. Okay, so there's only one episode 42. There's only one episode 109. Thank you for those specifics. Okay. And the thing is, is what you call it for the computer and what you call it for the rest of the world doesn't necessarily matter. You know, and you could even say, hey, this is Shalene. It's season five, episode two, which is technically episode number 148. You know, you can even do that if you want to. Mm -hmm. But the numbers are there. Put it in your feed. Don't put it in your title. Um, iTunes has specifically asked for us to stop putting numbers in our title. I wonder why. Well, there's a number of things, but here's the deal. Nobody's searching for numbers anymore. Like if iTunes is telling you put keywords in that people want and don't worry about numbers, that's Hmm. actually good for you. Yeah, you're right. I just know there are podcasters who I listen to and they'll say, yeah, be sure to check out episode number 100. So I just type in the episode number. That's easier for me often than to remember the title. Well, you can say it in the content. Just don't do it in the title. Got it. Okay. You know, for me, the podcast report, we're up to like 146 or something. Every episode is the podcastreport.com forward slash the episode number. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, the podcastreport.com forward slash 98, the podcastreport.com forward slash 122. That's how you mention it. That's how you direct it. Got it. Now, you want to talk about SEO? Yes, I'd love to. You want to have some fun with SEO? Please. You are a Michigan girl, aren't you? I am. That's right. Aren't you proud of being a Michigan girl? I am very proud to be a Michigan girl. So yesterday, I searched iTunes for Shaleen, Michigan girl. Okay. You know what came up? What? Nothing. Oh, all right. Now, do you have a copy of uh, iTunes in front of you? I, or I can, I can pull it up. Yep, let me pull it up real quick. Okay, yes. Search Shaleen, Michigan girl. Okay. Oh, you came up, Paul. What is going on here? But I'm in the midst of all your episodes, right? How? No, I only see yours. Wait a minute. You're saying that an episode by someone that had nothing to do with you pops up for you, even though you don't pop up for you? I'm calling my state representative. How did this happen? SEO. And, okay, so you, (laughs) you sneaky little devil. So you (laughs) uploaded an episode on Monday, it looks like. 
And the episode is entitled, Why Are You Listening to This? Serious yep. Testing with Paul Culligan. This is so funny. All right, so where did you put it? I don't see it in the title. <laughs> oh, huh. Huh. So you don't see the title. Is it in the description? Well, let's see. The answer is no. no. Huh. Huh. Where did I put it? I don't know. I huh. don't know. In the author tag. Every episode gets an author. And I called myself Paul Culligan, CEO of the Podcast Partnership, author of How to Podcast, and big fan of Shalene Johnson, Michigan Girl. Wow. Author um, tag. The bigger story here is not author tag is the ultimate hack. The hack here is that there are things that iTunes doesn't index. There are things that iTunes does index. Mm. Here's what's really funny. The description for your show, mm-hmm. do you know that's not indexed? No. People spend all this time getting oh this description for the show. And that's why I did that, that channel that you looked at, Serious Testing with Paul. Yes. You can see I took this word that doesn't exist in real life called flock patukin. Mm-hmm. And I did different spellings of that word. So you can see it, it's in the title. Yeah. Now, and then in the description, it's there, but it's spelled differently. If you take that version and search for it, it isn't found in iTunes. Wow. At least to the point of this recording. So what you need to do is you need to figure out what iTunes indexes and you need to optimize for it and here's the thing you got to figure out what google indexes and you got to optimize for it you got to figure out what spotify indexes well can you you just tell us (laughs) well it's it's a big chart and here's the thing it changes oh yeah you know and you just got to stay on top of that and 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 it's no different than the regular search engine world yeah used to be in search engines it used to be the meta tags were a big deal and then the meta tags stopped being a big deal you know and there were people who sat around and complained that meta tags were no longer the big deal you know well they're just not deal with it grow with it how long can we our author tag B. There's a recommended, I want to say 64 characters comes to my head. I, I don't have the reference in front of me, mm-hmm. but here's the cool thing. And I don't want to make this a pitch for Libsyn. Sure. But if, if you make it too many characters, Libsyn will tell you this is more characters than Apple recommends. Mm, okay. Play in Apple's world. Yeah. Like they own the space. Don't make them mad. Wow. That is brilliant. I wondered why sometimes when I type in my name, like all these other podcasters come up who's, uh-huh. whose shows I've never been on. Uh-huh. Interesting. Is this a podcast <laughs> that you just do all kinds of tests on? No, I'm yeah, that you. show, the serious testing with Paul is only for the purpose of testing iTunes. The fact that they let wow. it go live, I'm surprised. I didn't think they would. Wow. But everything, everything I do with iTunes, I, I run through that show. Huh. That's fascinating. Well, we do a lot of stuff here in the labs. I love it. There's a podcast lab. Do you wear okay. a white lab coat? Why not? Exactly. <laughs> and is it true that... Your older content drops off after a certain point? No. That's just a rumor. Yeah. I've heard countless people say that iTunes doesn't show anything other than your last 100 episodes. Well, you want to know why? Why? Because there's a setting in Libsyn that says, how many episodes do you want to show? And the default's 100. Oh. Just change it to unlimited. It's not something that Apple's doing. It's the setting that people need to adjust. Yep. Well, there you go. Now, how do I take my audience, my podcast audience? Because ultimately, I have a podcast so I can have this deep connection with our listeners, obviously to help them and to serve them. But ultimately, I want to bring them over to my own platform where I can serve them on a more personal level. How do you recommend podcasters do that? You do a giveaway. Mm -hmm. You do a real valuable giveaway that has to do with the topic that you're talking about right now. Okay. May I give an example? Please do. And we cleared this with your people. Mm -hmm. If you text the word Shaleen Mm -hmm. to 503-966-8066, phone number is Mm -hmm. 503-966-8066. Just type in Shaleen. And I've got three giveaways for you. How do you make a listener a subscriber? Mm -hmm. Well, I have the listener to subscriber formula. Yeah, beautiful. How do I do business podcasting gold? Where does it all have to intersect? I've got a little graphic for you that has changed a lot of my clients' business. And I'll give you that PDF. It's the Business Podcast and Gold PDF. It makes a lot of sense. Any chance that we could break that gold down in just a matter of moments that we have left together? Sure. Let me pull up the document. Basically, give me five seconds. The other thing, yep. yeah, do a giveaway. You see, if I had done a general giveaway that was, oh, if you're interested in listening to my show, some people might be interested, but I'm giving away things that are specific related to what we talked about. Yeah. This is exactly what you want to do. But are you so, then therefore creating a new freemium with each episode or 
Are you slowly building your freemium library and trying to find topics that fit those things? A little bit of both. Okay. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you want to build a list, you got to give them something. This is true. And that's every platform. That's not just podcasting. That's life. Let's talk about podcast gold. Yes. There are three things your podcast has or doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Your podcast has got to follow some business goals. There are a lot of people who launch a podcast. Oh, I just want to talk to my friends. Yeah, there's no business goals in that. <laughs> what are your business goals? Right. Number two, avatar interest. Does your avatar care? This is really, really huge. Because if you got this great business goal podcast that would do great things, but your audience doesn't care. Mm-hmm. you know. And then the third thing you got is engaging content. You can have a really great show that really is attractive to your audience, but doesn't meet the business goals. So the the formula is... Business goals plus avatar interests plus engaging content. That's what the gold is. Now, if you have business goals and avatar interests, but you don't have engaging content, you know what that's called? No. That's called the looks good on paper. Mm. If you have avatar interest and engaging content, but no business goals, you know what that's called? Nope. It's called the why are we doing this? (laughs) And if you have engaging content and business goals, but it's something that your avatar doesn't care about, you know what that's called? The money suck. Mm. Yeah. And if you got all three, it's called podcast gold. So that's where it is. And a lot of people, oh, I just can interview my friends. Yeah. But if you only interview them about things that your audience doesn't care about and there's no bring them in, yeah, you got to bring them into your fold. That's how you build the tribe. You know, that's how we do this stuff. So you got to give them a giveaway and you got to ask if the juice is worth the squeeze and you got to ask, you know, is this something they'll sign up for? And here's the great thing. Do 10 episodes with 10 giveaways. One of them will get 10 times as many names as all the rest of them will combined. Guess mm-hmm. what you just figured out? Right. What your audience wants. Yeah. But a lot of people will do this, but they'll do really strange things. You know, they'll have a very specific topic with a very specific expert on that topic. You know, me and podcast optimization. Sure. You know, and then they'll end the giveaway with, and if you want Shalene, why am I doing this? <laughs> if you want her top seven tips to Instagram... I mean, technically that's a giveaway and technically that's a freemium, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yes. And a lot of people try to do that on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, I just brought on Paul. And if you liked Paul, you should subscribe to my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. That has nothing to do with that. Very true. So what you do is, is you do a giveaway targeted to that specific episode. And I if you really want to build your list, it's worth it. When you say engaging content, I think of engagement as a dialogue where I'm talking back and forth and I'm getting the feedback from my audience. When I think of podcasts, I think that I have titles probably that have been more engaging than others. And then I have sure. titles that are probably more entertaining or educational. So when you use the term engaging, do you specifically mean the type of content that you're going to get back and forth? Or do you simply mean also to include interesting, educational, of interest to your listeners? Well, let's go back to that podcast gold example. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said podcast gold, you know, although we don't have the video running on the Skype call, you know, I could hear your eyebrows going, ooh, what's podcast gold? Mm -hmm. Your audience is going, ooh, what's podcast gold? I described, I gave you the entire graphic. Mm -hmm. I gave you every single word on that graphic, but everybody's thinking to themselves, oh, how does that thing work? I can't draw this. Mm. And so they're engaged in the conversation. They're mentally going, what's this? And they're like, oh, I just need a graphic. Oh, this is how I get the graphic. Okay, I want the graphic. And it's great because they're writing in their car. Yeah. You know, or they're running at the gym or they're on an airplane. They don't have the chance to get it right now. They know they want to get it later. So there's some things we can't do in audio. I can't hand you a worksheet in audio. So if I do an audio show where you got the chance to give a worksheet, it's just an extension. It becomes a bigger service. Paul, in your testing, have you found that SMS marketing, meaning, for example, telling people to text the word Shalene to 503-966-8066, Do you find that would perform better than to say, you know, to receive this, go to thepodcastreport.com forward slash blah, blah, blah. Which one performs better? In the internet marketing space, websites do. Even on podcasts? Yeah. If it's an internet marketing based podcast, websites still do better. Because the thing is this, I am in control. I'm on all your lists. You know, I follow the smart people. I'm not dumb. But the thing is, I read your emails when I want to read them. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second I give you my phone number, you now have the ability to wake me up at two o'clock in the morning. And that's kind of terrifying. Sure. So a lot of people are really scared to give out the phone number still. Mm. Okay. So Paul, why did you do this? Well, here's the thing. 
I don't have a $7 course. I don't have a $97, you know, Kajabi site. Mm -hmm. I have my book, which is at Amazon, which sells great. And then we do really, really high level consulting. I'm only worried about the people who are really serious. I only want them on my list. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I mean, I just gave away the farm here. Like I'm, I I want the industry to do better, but my client base is the people who are really serious Mm -hmm. and the people who are really serious. They know that you can text back, stop. And they know that I'm not the type of guy who's going to get a lawsuit by spamming people on the phone. Mm-hmm. So in this particular case, there was a very specific decision made. Now, if generally I was doing it, I, I would usually probably do it to the website. Mm-hmm. We do and, both. And that's just testing. And here's the thing. You know, like I said, do 10 episodes with 10 giveaways, make five of them website, make five of them SMS. I'll tell you this, though. You notice I gave a 10-digit number. Yeah. I gave a 10-digit Portland number. This whole idea of short codes, nobody does short codes. Yeah. You know, you do short codes, you know what you get? You get email from people going, I didn't get the whole phone number. Yes, absolutely. I the like caveat the might be that it only is functional in the U.S. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And this system I use, somebody texts the wrong name, we can figure it out. If somebody leaves a voicemail message, we can figure it out. And so there's ways to get around this. And, and yes, I'm not going to get as many, but the conversions are going to be better. And, you know, this is the list that I'm trying to build right now. This is wonderful. Well, <laughs> I could keep you on the phone or on the line, I should say, for another couple of hours asking some of my own personal questions. But this has been incredibly insightful, and there's so many action steps that I, I want to give people enough time to take action uh-huh. on some of the many suggestions that you have for them, Paul. And I know people are going to ask, so if someone is interested in working with you at that high level, do you take on people who haven't yet launched their podcast? Oh, absolutely. Let's move it away from the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, the old line, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago or today. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, boy, if, you know, if those of us who were there early knew what we knew and could launch today, we do things entirely different. Yeah. So it's really smart to launch today. And the game of podcasting, what's amazing is it's not about being on the charts. We didn't even get a chance to go into this, but it's about getting the right people on your show. You know, I always ask whenever I, so? I do a lot. Well, I do a lot of stage production and it's funny. This used to have a different emotional response. I would always ask the audience who would be happy if they only had one subscriber to their show. Nobody raises their hand. And I used to say, well, what if that one person was the president of the United States? See, <laughs> we don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. it invokes a different emotional response. Is sure. that a politically correct way of saying that? Yes. But the thing is, we don't want downloads. We want impact. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. A lot of us are playing this. How do I get more downloads? No. How do I get the right people? How do I get the impact? You know, there are people who publish books entirely so that two people buy the book so that they get the contract. You know, it's the same thing in podcasting. We want the right people to listen to the show. You know, I had a realization. I was in a meeting and I was talking to a guy who's one of my business heroes, a guy I'd like to go have a beer with and a guy who I'd love to have as a client. And we were talking about podcasting. And he says, so I should just listen to your show. And this is kind of embarrassing. You know, when I realized that I was making my show to impress other podcasting nerds, mm. not my potential client. Hmm. I stopped the show. I went home. I said, we stopped season three. Let's start back with season four. I'm going to take as long as I need to revamp it. Let's do this. And the numbers, actually, the numbers stayed about the same. But I was targeting that client, that avatar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us forget that. So what you want to do is, is, is you want to build the show that meets the audience that has the impact. I have a client who has such a niche. It's really funny. It's the one client who I've actually way over exceeded expectations. I have a client who has a niche that is so tiny that I told him, I said, you realize in the best of circumstances, we'll never see more than 100 downloads per episode. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. He said, no, I, if we get 100, I'd be thrilled. Well, he's now at about 300 per episode, and I'm really surprised, and we're both really surprised. <laughs> and, but the fact of the matter is, he's doing really, really well with you know, those 300 people who are getting the downloads. And so you want to just kind of think that way. So when people who start starting right now, it's great, because the message isn't, I'm trying to beat Tim Ferriss, or I'm trying to beat This American Life or Serial. Mm-hmm. The message is, if you're interested in this, I'm giving this to you anytime, place, anywhere. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's a message of strength. That's a message of empowerment. And who doesn't want that? It is so empowering. I, I would say on the flip side of that, there are also podcasters who are going into it. And to be honest, we make a greater impact when we can reach more people. So there is that. And there's well, also... Sometimes it's a straight numbers game, obviously. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And especially with those who are, you know, we haven't talked about ads. I mean, I think we could make this a two-hour episode. But for those who are looking at using advertisers as sponsors on their shows, well, they're looking at your audience as well, but a lot of it is just based on downloads. Yeah. And it's kind of boring. 
downloads are a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact of the matter is I can get you as many downloads as you want. Mm-hmm. You know, from China. But, sure. you know, yeah. but the fact of the matter, I mean, there, there's so much fraud in that space. And that's why the numbers are so bad. And, and you know, I'm sure you've seen them, what the average mean is. You know, the average podcast, I think, like, the the mean, not the average, because with people like This American Life and Tim Ferriss, the numbers are are way off. But mm-hmm. the mean is like, I could be wrong here, but Rob Walsh updates this every quarter. Mm-hmm. I want to say like 237 episodes or downloads per episode. Oh, wow. And if you're making $40 per thousand downloads, you know, you're less than five bucks. At that point, just get a new hobby. Yeah. You know, but if that one person converts to a client with a $3,000 a month retainer. Absolutely. Who cares how many downloads you have? That's right. That's right. You know, and that's the game. So yeah, launching now is great. Had a client came up to me at an event. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. He's a financial manager. I have Mm. five new clients as a result of the show. For sure. This guy was already doing the radio show. All we did was took the radio show. And instead of listening to him Saturday mornings at 1030, we said, listen to him whenever wherever, however you want. Wow. No extra work, but distributed by podcast. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. On my other podcast, The Shaleen Show, in order to just kind of keep up with content, I started doing a Friday episode where I just record it from my car. Yeah. Assuming I'd have a lot lower downloads because the quality of the sound, I'm recording on my iPhone without a speaker attached or microphone attached. In my car. So, you know, the audio is very different from my standard show, but our downloads are even higher on Fridays yep. because yep. the content is there. Yep. Yeah, it's the content. People come in for the relationship, not the fidelity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Oh, that's so great. You know, you know, I always tell people, you know, yeah, you, you know, you know, you get these podcast pundits who stand up and say it's morally and ethically wrong not to sound like you're recording in a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's true. There's this guy that I heard of. You probably haven't heard of him because he's not famous. His name is Martin Luther King. He did this, he did this episode (laughs) called I have a dream. And, you know, there was background noise. It wasn't in stereo. It was like a 40 year old mic. You could hear the crowd in the background. This guy could have done so much more if it was a better recording. Oh my gosh. Right. Point taken. You know? And so, yeah. And people want to spend time with you. People love you. And so to go on a car ride with you is a lot more fun than even bringing on some podcast hack like Paul. (laughs) You know, the personal connection, people love that stuff. I could totally see why people do that. That's awesome. Makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for being a guest and and just being so generous with your information, insider tricks and tips. And I know we just barely scratched the surface today. So where can people find you to learn more about your services and what it is you do? Well, we are, you know, like all of us marketers, we're perpetually changing everything. I, I think if you want to subscribe mm-hmm. to the podcast report, that'd be a really good idea. It's found wherever fine podcasts are found. You can go to the podcastreport.com and you can even go to the podcastreport.com slash iTunes if you want to subscribe on iTunes or slash Google slash Overcast slash Spotify. You know, mm-hmm. we're where fine podcasts are found. If you want to start really early, I have a book called How to Podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, where fine books are sold. Um, you can pick that up. Social's great. PaulColgan.com forward slash Twitter, PaulColgan.com forward slash Facebook, PaulColgan.com forward slash Instagram. They're all there. If you want, you know, the worksheets, that texting thing that you so elegantly gave, uh, you can do that as well. There'll be some follow-up information in there, but pretty findable. That's um, awesome. It's good to have a, a name that not other pundits trying to steal for it. So, <laughs> Well, everybody, be sure to reach out to Paul. Let him know you listened to this episode. And if you're so inclined, we love it when you leave us a review. Let us know specifically your favorite takeaway from this episode. Paul, as always, it was great spending time with you. Thanks for being a guest on Build Your Tribe. Thanks for having me. All right, podcasters and future podcasters, I know you loved this episode. And maybe like me, you're sitting there going, hmm, I wonder if these things really work. Well, Go to my blog and you'll see examples of some of the things that Paul and I were talking about. But I thought, you know, as I'm wrapping up, let's put one of these to the test, right? I'm going to ask you to help me in this experiment by subscribing to my show. Now, maybe you've already subscribed, which is awesome. But as I suspect, maybe you haven't. Maybe like me, there's a lot of shows that you just search for daily when you think about them, but you don't necessarily subscribe to them. My ask of you is, will you check and see if you're subscribed? Subscribe to the show, and I'll share the results of this experiment. I'll let you know, because if it works, we all need to stop, you know, pleading for reviews and maybe just create some type of incentive for those who subscribe to our show. 
as always, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. And we're done. Thanks for subscribing. I'll talk to you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.